Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I'm excited for the episode today because we're talking about something that also a lot of people struggle with. And especially now, like last episode, it was also very fitting because of the time that it is now in the season. So, before we get into the topic, let's catch up and stuff. So, what's been going on? To be honest, I literally am recording this episode back-to-back with the other one. I have booked myself here in the recording spot, and I am not getting up until I have successfully recorded two episodes. So, literally nothing has happened in between that time. I went on my phone and I got some water because my throat was getting a little parched. Anyway, but... I'll give some more insight, feedback, updates into my life. Um, we, well, college where I am, it is almost time for Thanksgiving break, which I'm actually really excited for. But like I said last episode, holidays can be very stressful. Um, but I'm excited. I'm going to come prepared to the holidays. Um, gonna not put too much pressure on it, but I'm excited for the holidays. I'm excited to go home and see my family and my friends, mainly my friends because I, like, I haven't seen them in a very long time, whereas I've seen my family before, but I don't know, I'm really excited to see my friends. It's been a long time. Um, even though one of them is not able to make it back for Thanksgiving, um, She'll be with us in spirit. She's got to still stay wherever she is um, due to other obligations. But she's crushing it where she is. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I've just also kind of been getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, otherwise, still, again, homework, stuff like that. But I did actually go to Yellowstone um, National Park. kind of want to be hitting some national parks. You know, Yellowstone's one of, like, top national parks one should go to. It's like, you know, when you look up, it's like, where should one travel or what should one do before they die? Anyway, it's on some of those. So, I'm not extremely far from that national park where I'm in college at, but I went there with some friends, well, you know, so there was flooding at the National Park, and it just so happened to be the entrance that we went to, um, that was the one that was closed. Mm-hmm, yeah, let's take a moment of silence for that. So, we drove, and we drove just to get to the National Park entrance, that is, uh, that is closed. Obviously, we were bummed out, um, but it took even, you had to take a big detour to even get to the other side. So, um, we missed the chance to actually go to the right exit 
the correct ed- exit or correct entrance a long time ago. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, we made the most of the trip. Um, it was still a good trip, but it really did stink. I was really excited to go to national, the national park. I mean, it looked beautiful. Seasons were changing. A little snow. It's a little cold, though. At least we didn't freeze, but it would have still been nice to go and see Yellowstone. But alas, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, am I right? At least we took that shot, but we still missed. So we are still on a track record of 0%, but whatever. At least we didn't miss the shot because we didn't take it. We took it, but we still missed. I don't know if that's worse or not, but we're still going to say it's way better because we at least took the shot. But otherwise, I really have nothing else to say. But I am excited for this episode. We're talking about seasonal depression. And last episode, I kind of defined what it was. But again, I will go through that again just to give everybody a recap. So seasonal depression is known as seasonal affective disorder. And so it's also called SAD, S-A-D. And it's a type of depression. So, it's triggered by the change of seasons, and it most commonly begins in late fall. So, pretty much, it would have started, like, I don't know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, would have kind of um, been kind of the start of it. So, the symptoms include feeling sad, lack of energy, loss of interest in your usual activities, oversleeping, weight gain. And treatments are light therapy, talk therapy, and antidepressants, and that source is Cleveland Clinic. Anyway, when I say light therapy, when when I was, like, writing that down, at first I thought it meant, like, you know, light and heavy, like, light therapy, like, easier therapy or, like, less weighted therapy. No, it means, like, light therapy, like, the sunlight therapy. I don't know. I don't know if you guys thought that, but I thought that, and I just wanted to share it. So, I do not know your guys' reaction, but I I said it. It's out there. It's out for the world. Anyway, lately, yes, seasons have been changing, seasonal depression starting to hit. Um, so, for me, I'm not diagnosed with it. Um, I feel like seasonal depression is one of those things where, yeah, you can get diagnosed for it, but if you feel, if you feel your mood changes, like, just the changes, just like with the seasons, you feel the changes within yourself, uh, like loneliness, sadness, depression, anxiety, stuff like that. You don't really need to be diagnosed with it. Now, like I said again, I am not an expert. I'm not a therapist. I am not medical field, anything. So that could have been all false. So you do not quote me on any of this stuff. Like, by all means, I, like, n- no, I'm not a professional. But, It's like, I've not been diagnosed with this, but I have felt, like, the symptoms of seasonal depression. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Just, like, all things seasonal depression. Um, some tips I have. Um, stuff like that. So it should be a good episode. I also could be completely wrong here. Or I could have hit it right on the nail. But with daylight savings time, that really messes with me, okay? The idea where it's the time goes back one hour and the time goes ahead one hour. But it just kind of, like, at the beginning, I think it goes 
earlier one hour, and then you get more daylight, and then at the end, it's like, it goes back. No, it goes forward one hour. I honestly don't know, and I would love, love to look it up how daylight savings time works, but to be fully honest, I am really comfortable in my chair right now. Yes, is my computer literally um a half a foot away from me? Yes. But I really do not want to look it up. So, um, I'll give you guys a little homework assignment. You guys can go do that on your own. You guys probably also know what it means. I just don't, and I would like to give you accurate information, but not at the expense of my laziness. So, now, I, I think you can also interpret daylight savings time as the name means. Uh, it's a time where you save daylight. But then I also think you lose daylight, don't you? Honestly, I really don't know. Um, ah, oh, I should look it up. But I don't want to. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not going to look it up. But, so daylight savings time, it's like, the days get shorter. It's like when you wake up, it's literally like pitch black outside. Or like sun's still kind of creeping up a little bit. And then when you go to bed, the sun literally sets at, like, 4.30. To me, I'm like, 4.30? I can still just be getting my day started, but it's like, no, sun's going down. Like, then you feel tired, groggy. I don't know about you, maybe you get a little cranky. I don't know. Sun's not out, you're not getting that vitamin, whatever vitamin it is. I don't know. But, yeah, so daylight savings time. Seasonal depression. It it really has a big effect on one's mental health. You know, seasonal depression and, and the season changes, it's no joke. It really can take a toll on people, especially you add seasonal depression along with the stress and the holidays. Honestly, Never discredit anyone for how they're feeling, especially during this time of year. Um, most wonderful time of the year. I'll do a lot of people, that's total baloney. So, so yeah, just take it easy on yourself. But I know, um, it can be pretty tough, especially, you know, like, uh, November, December. But also, what can really hit you hard is January and February. January and February catch up with you. Still dark, but only this time you don't have the holidays to look forward to. It's like, what, St. Patty's Day? Though I do love the shamrock shakes. So, uh, so yeah, I guess you can look forward to that. But for the most part, no holiday, no big kind of event to look forward to. So it feels like everything's just a lot longer. I always feel like one year, February, or January, February, shortest years. But then last year, January, February, so long. It's like, why are these ones so long? So I have no clue. But, um, yeah. I, okay, so this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna say it anyway, right? Nobody's here to, to tell me it's an unpopular opinion because you guys can't talk back to me, which I like. So, um, the maybe unpopular opinion, but I feel like it's extremely common too. But, like, okay, so yes, when the seasons change, November, December, it's tough. But I also think the change from 
like that end of winter to like spring and summer. Like mainly, what is it? April to May and June into the summer. Those months are also, for me, they're, they're pretty tough because it goes from groggy, still cold out. Where I live, it's snow, slush, gross snow, dirty snow. And then it turns into, like, nice weather, and it's like, okay, summertime's here. Everyone's been cooped up inside. Now it's time to, like, go outside, get vitamin D, live it up, do summer stuff. Which is great, but for me, summer, well, before, now it's probably I gotta get a job. Well, I've had a job before. I do work in the summer, but it's like summer's time for relaxing, especially more when you were a kid. It's like summer is time to relax, to lay back, to recover for the next school year, which I think that's more for kids because kids, you can't really even work. When you're older, you got to work. But when you're older, you're also extremely tired. As children, I feel like you have unlimited energy. So, like, that's a little backwards, but whatever, I don't make the rules. But when it gets to, like, the spring-summer, and it's, like, it's a nice day out, right? I I feel that I feel that seasonal depression in the summer. Because if it's a nice day, one of the biggest things that can really get me and can really mess with my head is guilt. Now, I don't know about you, but the guilt... And the way my mind can make me feel extremely guilty is my mind will say, like, oh, it's a nice day. Oh, Stella, some summer, you gotta be outside. You know, you've been inside all winter. You gotta go out, be with friends outside. You can't sit inside and do work. You gotta go be relaxing. Go do this, go do that. But you need to, like, be outside, spend time outside. But for me, like, I mean, I love the indoors, but I love the outdoors too, but like, especially days when it's like super hot outside, super sunny, super hot, like, I can't just like be sun tanning outside. I don't know, I just get too sweaty and I I don't like that. But the summer, I feel the effects of seasonal depression because it's like you go in from like the dark days of, of winter where if you wanted to sit watch a movie curled up in a blanket having some hot chocolate. Oh yeah, I'd feel so much guilt in the summer, especially during the day if I wrapped up, watched a movie, had hot cocoa in the middle of a hot summer day. Yeah, no, I'd feel so much guilt. I would take myself down for it, but my my mind likes to really guilt myself. So, and guilt has a lot like plays a huge role in seasonal depression. And with that playing a big role, it's like, first off, we need to identify how guilt works and how it makes us, like, feel even worse. When, honestly, if we, if we're in the summer, if you want to watch a movie, have hot cocoa, and sit in a blanket downstairs with the lights off, you go for it. Like, I am telling you, go for it, live your best life. But the guilt tells you, oh no, you're a loser, you're a failure, why are you not going outside, you had you did this all winter, like, get outside, go exercise, do this, that. Anyway, guilt can be an extremely difficult thing to combat. So, I want to say that that's, like, my thing. In the summer, I I personally 
struggle with the guilt and how it's a nice day out. And it's like, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Because I feel like the sunlight should energize you. And for a lot of people, it does. For me, it can. But a lot of times, like, I feel the sunlight and I'm just tired. It just drains me. But no, that's nothing wrong with me. That's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way it is. And then I beat myself down because it's like, oh, everybody else around me, they're energized by sunlight, this or that. And it's like, oh, it is something off with me. But that is how our minds work with the seasons changing, seasonal depression, all that. So now in the winter months, it it can really knock people down and take people down. And how does, like, if someone does not struggle with seasonal depression, or even, not even struggle, but if somebody doesn't even know what it is or what it feels like, how would we describe that to them? Well, some symptoms of seasonal depression is losing interest or motivation in doing something you once enjoyed, a lack of energy, difficulty concentrating, not wanting to see people, feeling sad, low, guilty, or hopeless, feeling anxious, angry, and agitated, being more prone to physical health problems, such as colds, infections, or other illnesses, and especially in the winter. Oh my gosh, that was another thing I was going to say. I just get sick and then get sick again. Like, I'm just coming off of sickness, like, especially in college. You better be keeping up those vitamins, because I know I didn't, and I have been sick, like, majority of the time I've been in college. But yeah, with seasonal depression, it says here, um, you're more prone to these health problems, cause infections. It's not like seasonal depression itself is causing it, but it definitely, like, you're way more prone to get colds or infections or illnesses. Another symptom is sleeping too much or difficulty waking up in the morning. Or it could also mean sleeping too little, waking up a lot. That's mainly in the summer. The too much sleep is mainly in the winter. I know I've definitely had that. It's like I, even though I, I really need to get more sleep too. Honestly, in college, I mean, it's like my mom's like, oh my gosh, college, live it up. This is the time to be alive. If you don't get that much sleep, it's okay, you're young. Which, yes, but but in the winter, it's also like, you want to sleep so much, it's like, it's so cold, you don't want to get out of bed, you just want to lay in bed all day. The season's changing, it's dark all day. You don't, the sunlight's not making you wake up. You just want to sit in bed and just like, sleep the whole day. I know I do, and that is a symptom of seasonal depression. Next, uh, changes in your appetite, um, feeling hungrier or not really wanting to eat, um, definitely, um, a symptom of seasonal depression. And now, what causes seasonal affective disorder? So, researchers say they really don't, like, know exactly what causes it, but a main trigger, like we said before, it's with your circadian rhythm, so it's like a lack of sunlight may trigger the condition if you're prone to getting it. But here are some other theories um, that cause seasonal depression is the biological clock change, which is meaning when there's less sunlight, 
your biological clock shifts, and your internal clock regulates mood, sleep, hormones. When it shifts, you're out of step with the daily schedule you've been used to, and you can't adjust to the changes in the daylight length. So it's like biological clock doesn't really, isn't the main driver. So your internal clock is doing all the regulating, doing the heavy lifting, and then your body just like can't really adjust. I don't know. That's kind of how I interpreted it as. Another theory is like the brain chemical imbalance. Okay, so this one is when the brain chemicals, which are neurotransmitters, send communications to nerves, and the main one's serotonin contributes, and the feeling of happiness. So if you're already at a risk of seasonal depression, you may already have less serotonin, um, which, like I said, neurotransmitter that makes you happy. And since sunlight regulates your serotonin, a lack of sunlight in the winter can make your seasonal depression worse. So... And another thing with the brain chemical imbalance, your serotonin levels can fall even more, which leads you to be even more depressed. Um, another theory is vitamin D deficiency, and when your serotonin levels also get a boost from vitamin D. And since the sunlight helps produce vitamin D, less sunlight can lead to vitamin D deficiency, which can affect your serotonin level and mood. See how the vitamin D and the serotonin they all kind of go hand in hand. And the melatonin boost, which is another theory, is like melatonin affects your sleep and your sleep patterns and moods. Lack of sunlight may stimulate an overproduction of melatonin, which makes you feel sluggish, sleepy during the winter, and it makes you just want to sleep all day, want to lay in bed because of that lack of sunlight. So if you can see, all of this is kind of connecting to like the lack of sunlight. So with the melatonin boost, with the lack of sunlight, your brain is like, oh my gosh, time to go to bed. Produces a lot of melatonin, a lot of your sleeping chemical, which makes you sleepy, and then which makes you a little sad, depressed. Last theory is negative thoughts. You know, people with seasonal depression often have stress, anxiety, and negative thoughts in the winter anyway. And so the researchers, it says that they aren't really sure if these thoughts are a cause or an effect of seasonal depression. And so, now we kind of know some of the theories of maybe how, like, what triggers it. We know what it is. But now, how do we treat seasonal depression? Because obviously, we don't want to be living with seasonal depression. That's depressing. So, how do we cope? How do we treat this? So again, I'm not a medical professional, but you if you do have it and you do serious about being treated, you should talk to your doctor. Um you can have combinations of treatments, one treatment, but some of those include light therapy. We talked about this before, but I'm very interested in this light therapy and I might need to invest in some of these bright lights. I think I actually have one, like, at my house. But it's pretty much bright light therapy uses, like, a special light or a special lamp that helps treat seasonal depression. And I think you just, like, sit in front of it. Like, you turn it on, and it's, like, a really bright light. And you, like, go about your day, do your work. Like, let's say you're at an office. You put that light on, shining on you, do your work at an office, 
20, 30 minutes. It should help. I mean, that's what science is saying. So that's pretty much what light therapy is. I haven't done it before, so I don't know how effective it is, but it seems like a really cool concept, and I, and I really do think that would really help with seasonal depression, especially because it's light therapy. We're saying that this is a lack of light, which causes our internal clock to be off, causes us to have seasonal depression. Reverse that with getting some light on you. I, I mean, kind of makes sense in the puzzle piece. Next one, cognitive behavioral therapy, form of talk therapy, shown to effectively treat SAD, SAD, produces the longest lasting effects of any treatment approach. So, cognitive behavioral therapy, pretty much you go to a therapist, what your traditional, like, therapy idea is, you got your client sitting on a couch, I don't know, a chair, got your therapist, you talk it out, talk about your problems and the stress. Another um, treatment, antidepressant medications. Um, and like I said, again, talk to your doctor about this. Seeking help makes you strong. It doesn't make you weak. And medication, for sure. You'd be surprised at how many people um, use medication to treat their anxiety and depression. If you do need help with that, and it's become a big enough problem where... You're like, yeah, these these at-home remedies, these things I look up on Google, like just meditating or whatever, it's not cutting it for me, and I need stronger. I need another way to deal with my depression. Do not be afraid to look into antidepressant medication. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not a certified doctor. Anything like that. Talk to your doctor about this, okay? Talk to your doctor. Next, uh, coping treatment is spending time outdoors. Getting more sunlight can help improve your symptoms. You get sunlight by being outdoors. Try to get, like, open up a ton of windows. Try to get your vitamins. Another one is literally taking vitamins, getting vitamin D. Also, vitamin D must be the one. Where you get your sunlight from? I I don't know. I've been having a heck of a time with these vitamin. Which vitamin is which? Vitamin D, C, and E. I think there might be a vitamin A. I wonder if there's a maybe there's a vitamin for the whole alphabet. I really don't think so. I've never heard of vitamin Z or Y or vitamin Q. I am so sorry. I was saying my thoughts out loud. So with all this, that was just kind of like the statistical kind of, I don't know, science-y stuff with that. But now I'm just going to kind of go on a on a whim, just kind of like freestyle this. But yeah, seasonal depression definitely is not something to mess around with. And if you have it, you'd be actually really surprised at how many people, even if they're not diagnosed with it, but you'd be surprised at the amount of people that do struggle with seasonal depression and the season changes because it's honestly like it takes a huge toll on your mental health and on your body so i think you know cut yourself some slack and be kind to yourself because honestly it's tough seasonal depression is tough and like for me if you're a college student in school or, you know, 
You got a busy life. Take it easy on yourself. Um, anticipate for it for next year, I guess. But be kind to yourself and set realistic expectations again. Like, no, because of your seasonal depression, you're not going to be able to accomplish nearly as much as you could accomplish in the summer months. Because in the summer months, you got that vitamin, you got that sunlight, you have the energy. So be realistic. Like, now no sunlight. Well, there still is sunlight, but not, not as much sunlight. Um, days are shorter. Be realistic and set yourself a realistic goal. Be like, I need to, you know, keep myself accountable for the um, non-negotiables, I think it is. Like, set and stick to your routine. Like, okay, every day I'm waking up at 8.30. I immediately get out of bed, turn my alarm off, no phone, go in, wash my face, brush my teeth, take a shower, get different clothes on, and have breakfast. And clean up a little bit, have some breakfast, turn on some music, clean, get ready for the day, and then I can start doing emails and looking at my phone. I don't know, but have a schedule. Honestly, when I was saying that schedule, that really, really sounded like a nice morning routine. Okay, I don't know about you, but now I kind of want to implement that morning routine. So what was it? Wake up at 8.30. Mm, but I don't have class till later. I don't know. But anyway, what I'm saying, set up a routine, stick to it. And that's your non-negotiable. So it's like, okay, you that's what you have to do at minimum. But setting a routine, because having a routine and like having a non-negotiable and doing it, hey, you know, it's like at least if you didn't do anything the rest of the day, you did your non-negotiable, which was you got up, you brushed your teeth, you ate breakfast, you got changed. Like, sometimes it's all you can do, honestly. And then maybe you slept for the rest of the day. Maybe that's not how you plan to have your day look like, but hey, you got up, you did it, and you accomplished something. So that's also why I think having a schedule and sticking to a schedule is important, especially during the season change, because if anything, you got something done. You know, it might not be much, but hey, that is what you realistically can accomplish. And that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. Set your expectations more realistic and know that you're not going to be able to accomplish as much as you do in the summer than you do in the winter. And I also think you should find something you're passionate about in the winter, especially in the winter months. Whatever month you feel um, seasonal depression hits you more. So, and for that, a lot of people, it's in the winter. So why I say it's find something you're passionate about is because if you're passionate about it, obviously you're interested in it. You'll do this thing as a hobby, um, not for money. So find a hobby or a passion that you can do because having a hobby or a passion like, there's so many benefits to that. But honestly, it's like, if you, all you want to do is sit in bed and scroll on Instagram and TikTok, maybe compare yourselves to others, I don't know. But at least you know, okay, I'm passionate about one thing. Let's say again, I wish I, 
I wish I was a, a, a puzzle connoisseur. So maybe you really like doing puzzles, and that's like your next hobby during the winter. I honestly think that's a really good hobby. Like, I kind of want to do that myself. Oh, I want to do a puzzle. But in my dorm room, I do not have room for a puzzle. But I think a puzzle would be so fun to, like, get, like, a group of friends and just, like, puzzle it up. Wait, that actually sounds so fun. Oh, my gosh. Again, I'm thinking out loud here. But I really think that would be so fun. Okay, I'm so sorry. Getting back on track, let's say your hobby is puzzling. So when it's the times you feel like you're doing absolutely nothing, you want to sleep and scroll on Instagram, which is totally valid. But you're weighing it out. You're like, okay, Estella, I know that if I do that, I'm going to get down on myself. I'm probably going to compare, and Instagram's not healthy for me. Then what you can do is be like, okay, you know what? Instead of going on my phone and taking a nap, I'm going to get up, go to a table and a chair, and I'm going to whip out my puzzle. Now, puzzle, you know, you get the best of both worlds. Creative. Fun. Also, something that doesn't require any brain power. You can turn on some music, like, literally, you don't even have to be thinking when doing a puzzle. And it's relaxing. I mean, this whole idea of doing a puzzle sounds really nice. Oh my gosh, now I want... So, if anyone wants to do a puzzle with me, I'd love to do a puzzle, so... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, just finding something like that, because now let's say you, you do it, do the puzzle instead of scrolling through Instagram. Chances are, you're going to be more proud of yourself. You're going to feel better. You're going to be like, you know what, Estella, you did that. You did a puzzle instead of Instagram. Good for you for choosing something that will pay itself itself off in the long run. So it's like setting yourself up for success. It pays off. You're doing, yeah, like, you're doing a puzzle. And it also pay, not only pays itself off in the sense that you don't look at Instagram and compare but it also pays itself off because then you're like, okay, hold up. Like, I did something. Because, like, okay, because if you say you scroll on Instagram, I don't know about you, but for me, I'd be like, mm, you know, I really didn't do anything. But if you do a puzzle and you do something that you're passionate about and a hobby, it's like, even if it's not take that much, even if it doesn't take that much brain power, I did something. Hey, something's better than nothing. If I scrolled on Instagram, I'd be like, I did nothing. If I did a puzzle, I did something. I did a puzzle. That's how my brain would look at it. So then I'd be like, hey, I'm accomplished. I did something. I did a puzzle. So, whereas if I just scrolled on Instagram, I feel like I'd beat myself up about it a little bit. Whereas puzzle, I'm like, oh my gosh, pop off Estella. Sometimes you've really got to hype yourself up. Um, but yeah, so, Get a hobby, especially during the tougher months. And then resort to that hobby. That's like your um, backup plan. Like if you have nothing to do and you're really being tempted to, I don't know, do something that will not make you feel good in the long run. Do your hobby. Learn a new skill. But also be careful. Don't make it too challenging. Because honestly, during like 
your hardest months, especially this November, December, you do not want to be thinking. So again, maybe I should just make an episode of an argument of why puzzles are superior to any other hobby. So maybe just pick up a puzzle and just puzzle it out. When in doubt, puzzle it out. Live, laugh, er, yeah, live, laugh, love, puzzle. Oh my gosh. I do not know why I'm, like, so obsessed with puzzles, like, right now. Like, I don't, oh my gosh. I don't know what's going on with me. Anyway, but, yeah, puzzling, hobbies, good. Get one of those. And, and yeah, but, so for, like, seasonal depression, um, have a balance in your life. Have a, a balance within your social life. Have a balance with your alone time, with your work life. You want to balance everything out because there's already kind of an imbalance of the sunlight. You don't want to add any more imbalance. So, you know, balance yourself social-wise, independent-wise. But, you know, for me, I've also found more in college that I'm like about 85% extrovert and, um, what would that be? 15% introvert. So I love being with people and I, I get my energy from that and I get the serotonin for being with people. I love being with people. I love hanging out with people, talking to people, especially going to college. Like, you know, none of these people and you just get to talk to them. I'm like, wow, this is so fun. I know, like, dead serious. I love that. So, for me, it's like, especially during, like, the winter months. For me, as more of an extrovert, I'm going to want to prioritize hanging out with people and being around people. Because being around people is good for the soul. We are social animals. Now, that's pretty much all I've got for seasonal depression. But I kind of, like, hit the basic stuff. You know, feel free to look into this more. I really think that light therapy is super interesting, so take a look at that if you'd like, because I also kind of want to be taking more of an in-depth look to that as well. But with all that, um, I don't know, yeah, I think I, I hit pretty much the most things I wanted to, but I'm going to now answer some questions. So, the first one says, how do you deal with seasonal depression? Now, this one, I kind of answered this through the whole episode, but to deal with it, sometimes you just got to go through it. But honestly, know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, How do you deal with it? Set realistic expectations. Don't be too hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Set realistic expectations. If you know you're not going to be as motivated in the summer, do not put the whole world on your shoulders during the hardest months of the year. Okay, take it easy. Breathe. Relax. And everything will be okay. But also, show a ton of compassion and forgiveness to yourself. That would be my advice. Do everything that's good for the soul. Do all the things that you love. Something every day, do something that you love every day. You have a favorite movie, one day watch your favorite movie, one day listen to your favorite song, one day eat your favorite food, 
one day go to your favorite hobby, one day go meet with your favorite person, one day, you know, do something you love every day. I don't know. I think that would actually kind of be kind of fun. Do a puzzle. Okay, I need to stop talking about these puzzles. Next, how to best explain seasonal depression effects to someone who doesn't suffer from it. So, the effects of seasonal depression to someone who doesn't understand it. Um, what I would do is I would uh, turn on this podcast episode and say, Here, here's some earbuds. Go listen to it. And I'm joking. I mean, I'm also not joking. So, like, spread the word anyway. But, yeah. So, if someone doesn't suffer from seasonal depression, how do you explain kind of what it is and the effects? I would say seasonal depression is a type of depression and it occurs when there's less sunlight because the the sunlight gives energy. Okay, I, okay, here's what I would say. I would say seasonal depression is pretty much a form of depression in which occur occurs in which occurs when the days get shorter, meaning that there's less sunlight in the day. is when you wake up, it's dark out, you go to bed, it's extremely dark out. Like the sun sets earlier, you have less daylight in the daytime. And I would just say, like, due to the lack of sunlight, it causes a chemical imbalance and it causes our circadian rhythm to be thrown off in which then gives us the effects of mood swings, loneliness, sadness, guilt. Okay, maybe that's actually like literally what I just said, but I don't know. To someone who's never suffered from it, I feel like I would literally just like give them the definition and I'd be like, I don't know, this is like what Google says, so therefore it's right. I don't know. But yeah, I would just Maybe what you gotta do is explain how you're feeling. Say, like, if you you have struggle, you struggle with seasonal depression. Be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how it affects me. It's different for other people, but it's because the days are shorter. There's less sunlight. This is how it affects me. I'm more lonely. I'm more sad. I don't have a lot of energy. Stuff like that. But honestly, like, I actually stand by my first thing that I said. Turn this episode on and play it to them. I think that's actually my best answer yet. So do that. Or just literally look it up on Google and be like, this is what it is. Or, but honestly, speak from the heart. Say how you feel. If you have it. Be like, this is how I feel. This is what many others feel too. When the season change um, makes you tired, makes you sad, stuff like that. I'm sorry, I did not really have that good of an answer for that. I should have, like, thought more about it, but honestly, I actually do, like, just turn this episode on for them. But anyway, I really do not have anything else. My voice is getting tired, and I'm getting tired, and I'm 
ready to go back to my dorm and hit the, and uh, hit the hay, but I probably will not hit the hay because I do got to edit. So, with that being said, I really do appreciate you guys for listening to this episode. I would really appreciate if you liked the podcast, gave it a five stars, wrote a review, all that, shared it with your friends. Um, like I said, please, if someone doesn't struggle with uh, seasonal depression, tell them to listen to this episode because chances are most of the people around them do. So, if you get to like bond over that and like know how your best friend feels, I don't know, man, but anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Tune back in next Tuesday for the other episode. And with that being said, until next time.